The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. About <clears throat> is impermanence. Impermanence in relationship. Impermanence in relationships. Relationships to permanence. You know, every morning I wake up, and the first thing I look outside, I have this large window, and I look outside and I see the trees, I see the location of the sun, and I know where I am. You know, it sort of aligns me in the day. I'm home, I'm safe. It's kind of the first thing that when I wake up, it's the, it's the transition between the dream state and the world that I'm in, and it's very reassuring to me. It's reassuring because of the sameness, because things are changing so slowly. Even though I watch the sun on its transit over the course of the year, I can tell, ah, it's summer, ah, it's, it's winter, by the location of that. And even when it's foggy, and the fog is obscuring or partially obscuring the trees outside, I'm here, I know where I am. There's a, there's a sense of knowing where I am. We as humans really like that sense of knowing where we are, you know, sort of settling into this place, and I know this place. And even though I know that it's always changing also, I mean, usually the trees are there, but sometimes even the trees have been, you know, they're gone, breaks off in the wind. The day is certainly different than the day that came before it, but there's a certain sameness there that feels comforting. And when I'm first waking up, that's really important to me because I feel really vulnerable when I first wake up. You know, where am I? Oh, I'm right here. I'm right here. It's okay. The opposite of this is, is being aware of the fact that everything's changing all the time. And maybe that's why this reassuring stuff is so important. <coughs> How do you feel about change? Is change okay with you? <laughs> you know, is impermanence okay with you? Impermanence is something that we know, and mostly we accept it, the good and the bad. You know, sometimes, thank God, things are impermanent. Oh, no, I really don't want this to change. We're not always aware of the attachment when we're sick and we're trying to get better. <laughs> we really are attached to change then. Change is really a good thing not always aware of it when we're in the midst of a new love affair and we're trying to hold it in place just where it is. It feels so good. We know it's true, but sometimes impermanence becomes convenient. We either promote or disdain it depending on whether we like or dislike what's happening. You know, oh yeah, change is good. Oh, change is scary. A friend recently told me uh, about the end of a love affair for her. She was madly in love with this man. They'd been dating for many months. And she discovered he was carrying on a parallel relationship in another state. And this was just devastating for her. Absolutely devastating. You know, there, there are many sources of pain in that. There's the pain of betrayal. The, the pain of the loss of intimacy, the loss of continuity, the loss of face. Yeah. She told everybody, this is it. 
the loss of the dream. She awoke and found that what her heart had so carefully constructed was not true, was not safe, was not continuing. You know, in endings, there's a kind of review that happens, or loss. And right away, we're busy saying, I should have seen it. If I had been better, if I'd only done this, I could have made this not change. But, you know, change is much less personal than that. Impermanence is really more usefully thought of as a verb. It's constant becoming. There's constant becoming in our lives. And we have this myth that we can control what happens, that we're responsible for what happens. What's true is that we set up conditions for what happens in your life. But, you know, here we are all sitting in this room. Whose karma trumps? Whose karma is going to determine whether a car drives through that window? Yours or mine? Or his? You know? We set up conditions, but we don't determine what happens. We don't know what's going to happen. Jane Hirschfeld wrote a a poem, One Sand Grain Among Others in the Winter Wind. I wake with a hand held over the place of grief in my body. Depend on nothing, the voice advises, but even that is useless. My ears are useless, my familiar tongue, my intimate tongue. My protecting hand is useless that wants to hold the single leaf to the tree and say, not this one, this one will be saved. No matter what we think about impermanence, we seem to make it, want to make it not so. (laughs) It's really easier for things not to change because we know what's happening, good or bad. So we sometimes confuse the sadness of loss with trying to make meaning and establish blame. And we start in adding stuff to impermanence that doesn't have any business being there. It doesn't mean that we don't learn something from what happens in our lives. But we have to also be careful not to lose the ability to be with what happens in our lives. Just to recognize the inevitability of impermanence. Inevitability. So, so my friend began to tell me how, well, you know, it was all based on a lie. It really had no meaning. It had no, it had no uh, there was nothing good about it. And I said, don't tell me that. How many times have you called me up and told me how happy you were? It's not necessary because something has gone bad to make everything that came before bad. This is delusion. You know? this, we don't actually know the outcome. This is, we're mid-story. Every day, we're mid-story. This is not the end. This is just what's happening now, in this moment, which is the only thing we have, really. So we form an intention. We act on the intention. We review it against our expectations, our experience. We have the experience. We say, okay, what happened? Because there's impermanence, we don't know what's coming next. We actually 
don't know, much less control what happens next. It's not easy to remember this when we're in the midst of pain and loss, or even great joy. We don't often realize the truth of impermanence. And so we go off and create a lot of suffering for ourselves, trying to make things different than they are. I want it to be just like this. I don't want it to ever change. This is perfect. We have to have already developed the habit of mind to see impermanence and accept it as part of our lives. So how do we do that? When facing what we don't want to be true, we can have some equanimity knowing things have changed, this too will change, the what I'm experiencing now will change. This moment stands interconnected with the moment that came before it and the moment that comes afterward. But it's distinct from those moments. It's now. This moment is different. This moment is unique. We can learn to say, ah, this is what now feels like. This is what now feels like. It's not what I've carried into the room or what I'm hoping for the future. This is what now feels like. How does right now feel? Right now. Oh. I have a calligraphy of a quote from Ajahn Chah, which is, um, this glass is already broken, so I enjoy it immensely. It's a famous, often quoted thing. I have this piece of calligraphy in a cabinet with some delicate glassware that I have. And um, I originally put it in there with the hope that I would eventually get to the point where I would be okay when those glasses broke. (laughs) And so every time glass breaks anywhere in my kitchen, either I or my husband will whip out the piece of calligraphy and we laugh and we have a good joke. And uh, it sort of lightened the event of losing a piece of glassware. So one day last week, I opened the cabinet and a glass fell out and smashed itself all over the counter and flew all over the kitchen. And to my great surprise, truly great surprise, I realized all I cared about was, is any of this glass going to hurt something? It, there was hardly a moment in which I thought, oh, the glass is broken. My glasses are already broken. It's amazing to me. They are. They're broken. And so if they're in the cabinet or in pieces on the floor, actually doesn't make much difference, except I can't put water in one of them. And I was very surprised to, to feel that, the absence of feeling remorse about the glass falling out. I didn't establish blame. Who put that on the edge of the, ch- the, the shelf? How did it fall? What happened? None of that was there. It was all gone. Because I have gotten so used to, this glass is already broken, so I enjoy it immensely. I've really got it. My glasses are broken. I don't feel anything about them. And I'm repeating this because I'm actually astounded that that's what happened. And we can do that in our lives. We can practice with impermanence. And how do we do that? 
practice seeing when something ends. The end of a cup of coffee. Oh, it's gone. What do I feel? Satisfied, I want more. Oh, that cup of tea was delicious. And then you can, by seeing it, you can let go of it. And it's the letting go where the freedom is found. You have to practice letting go. You have to practice letting go of, oh, that was great. Or, that was terrible. Or, thank God that's over. Notice the changing light. Oh, it's getting dark. Oh, that means John will be home. Or, oh, no, it's dark again. I really wanted to do. Notice, just notice, so that you can say, oh, impermanence, I see you. And let go of it. It will make a difference in your life. We notice impermanence so that we can see our mind habits around loss and impermanence. So that we can practice letting go. So that when the big things happen to us, we can look at it and we can say, impermanence. Sadness, sadness is here. Sadness and impermanence. But I don't have to add to that sadness. I can allow sadness to be in the room. I can be okay with impermanence because I've become familiar with what impermanence feels like. I can get to the place where I say, ah, this is what now feels like. I'm going to read you a very short poem here by um, David Budbill. It's called Tomorrow. Tomorrow we are bones and ash, the roots of weeds poking through our skulls. Today, simple clothes, empty mind, full stomach, alive, aware, right here, right now, drunk on music, who needs wine? Come on, sweetheart, let's go dancing while we've still got feet. This is what now feels like. May you all become friends with impermanence and know that this is what now feels like. Thank you.